What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Raisin Brand. Today, I'm doing a very weird episode. <laughs> We're talking about relationships. I know. Uh, this is a business podcast. Why are we talking about relationships? Well, I asked you guys to ask me on Instagram questions about work relationships or dating or friendship because I think a lot of our careers are impacted by the people we see and work with, right? You can't be a social media influencer star if you're not feeling good about your relationships and your friendships, right? It's, it's hard to thrive when you don't have a good support system. So let's dive into it. You guys asked me questions and I'm going to be a fake Alexander Cooper today. First question we got, <clears throat> how do you get in to one? So I guess this guy who asked this question uh, is asking like, how do you get into a relationship? And I think a part of getting into a relationship is not needing a relationship at all. I think you need to be in a place where you don't need somebody. Because when you need somebody, it put pressure on the relationship, right? It gives you expectations, right? You have like almost a level of like expectation on somebody. And that could put pressure and strain. Like a relationship should feel like both of you guys are fully whole. And when you come together, you light a bigger fire. There is this poem I'm going to read because I'm cringy and, and, and tacky. Um, it's from Rupi Karu. Karu? Kar. Sorry, that is really bad pronunciation. Uh, it's by Rupi Kar. And it's a poem that goes by this. I do not want to have you to fill the empty parts of me. I want to be full on my own. I want to be so complete I could light a whole city. And then I want to have you. Because the two of us combined could set it on fire. I think that's the perfect explanation of how to get in a relationship. Uh, it's just like, first, don't need one. Step two, you have to put an effort. I want to see those fingers swiping on Bumble, okay? Like, I think once you're in a place where you don't need one, I do think you need to like be in the right areas. Like, go on dating apps. I met my current significant other on a dating app. Um, you know go to friends' parties. Like, I know it's cringy to go on dating apps, but like, if not, you know, go hang out with groups of friends and, you know, ask them to invite their friends. Like, get out there. You know, I, I don't know how to explain it, but you need to actually go outside your circle of, of people um, and also just DM somebody. <laughs> like, shoot that DM if you like someone on Instagram. I just think once you, but like before you do all that, you need to be in a place where you don't need a relationship. Now, if this was a question like how to, how to get a hookup or like how to, you know, just get a one night little stand, then I think your best bet's Tinder and you don't need to worry about like your, you know, current self-worth. But if a relationship is different, right? A relationship is not about getting your needs met physically. It's about giving you know, listening to the other partner's needs and you have to be able to be in a place to give. And if you need a relationship, you're not ready. Next question. Do you think you can work with someone you are in a relationship with? I think this is a very personal question. If this is asking about me, which I'm assuming it is, for me, I don't think so. I love dating guys who are in the same industry as me, though. Like, I love dating someone in crypto. Like, I'm, I'm currently <laughs> um, seeing someone that's in crypto. And would I want to work with them? Probably not. I do want to be 
you know, in a state where like we have similar interests, right? That's important. A relationship should have similar interests to activities. But I think, especially just personally for me, I've worked with my dad as a co-founder when I was younger, when I was like 16 to 18. And I know what that's like. And it puts a strain on the relationship. I, I've been there. And because of that, my answer is no. Now, I know some, you know, husband, wife duos that can do it. Like I have my friend who are YouTubers, uh, like um, that are married right now and they don't necessarily work together but they have the same interest same career and then they use each other as support i think that's super healthy i think it takes a certain person to be able to do like a fucking llc together and that's just not me i think another thing to note is like i just don't want to be in a relationship with someone where i literally have to like you know argue or like have to like go on a zoom call with like i want to be in a relationship with someone where i can talk about all the shit that happened today right like that's that's for me what i'm looking for but i think some people are different i got a question asking i just want to get over someone but i can't because we meet so often Ooh, this is tough this is tough um unfortunately my advice to this is if you're trying to get over somebody and like you really can't get out. Like, you cannot get out. Like, they're in your class, right? Or you work with them. You know, what I would say is find an area of your life where you do have free time and make a choice to hang out with other people. For example, if you work with this person, they're your ex, um, and you always see them nine to five, what are you doing from five to 10, right? Like, Maybe you're forced to see someone, but like force yourself to see other people. And hopefully that will almost be more time than seeing them. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like if you're complaining about seeing someone all day at school, right? But you're not, you're going home and watching Netflix, you know, like, of course it's going to be hard to get over them because you're not seeing other people. So force yourself, even if it's 30 minutes swiping on Bumble, get out there. I think that will help because, you know, it's really hard. Like I'm telling you, that is super difficult. Another thing I want to say is like, how are you approaching? Like, how are you approaching seeing them, right? Like, are you talking to them every day, like at school or work, right? Like if you meet up with them, like you don't want to be an asshole. Like don't not talk to them, but don't try to initiate in a one hour conversation on how's your day. Like, like do your best. Be nice, but don't overstep if you're hurting, okay? So really analyze that relationship. Now, if you literally sit next to them, like you literally just how to fucking see their face, you know, you might want to talk to that person and be like, yo, can we move? But on a real note, I think that it's more important what you do when you're not with them, I would say, and then analyze what you're doing and how can you be more active and seeing other people. It doesn't have to be romantic. It literally also does not have to be romantic. You don't need to be a hoe unless you want to, but like maybe see a new friend group once a week and make that an effort. One question is, what is the most painful lesson you've learned through your personal experience? My most painful lesson I've learned is other people cannot solve your problem. And what I mean by that is, you know, personally for me, I have an insecurity of feeling like I'm valuable enough, pretty enough, strong enough. And... You would think you could, uh, you can solve it by finding somebody in your life that validates that, that tells you I'm, you know, tells me that I'm pretty, tells me that I'm smart. But in reality, 
that person, you can't do it because it feels like they like you and, and they, they appreciate you for 5.7 seconds until you need more of that. And there's not an ending to it. You know, I think a relationship is not fixing somebody. Like a relationship is not getting healed by somebody. It's being in a secure environment where you can heal yourself. And I am in a new relationship right now, guys. <laughs> okay. Um, and I'm going through that right now. I feel like I'm initially looking for him to tell me amazing things, which he does. Like my boyfriend is very, very vocal on how much he likes me. But at the same time, I can't let that be the you know, purpose of the relationship. I can't just be like, oh, the reason why I like him is because he tells me I'm pretty. Like, what the fuck? Like, no, I think the reason why it's important to not rely on someone and like get someone to heal you is because you're always going to ask for more and truly the only person that can solve it for you is yourself. And I just reframe the whole purpose of the relationship. And it's more about me feeling like I'm in a safe, secure environment where I can grow and get better on my own problems. That's the way I frame a healthy relationship. But I think for a lot of people, it's really difficult to learn that. And sometimes you have to literally be in multiple shitty relationships before you realize, damn, this person does not make me feel better. Only I can make myself feel better. Okay. Question. I just want to heal. How? I broke up with him three months ago because it wasn't working. But why am I still hurting? You know, it is It is really hard to get over somebody. I, I first want to know who, how long have you been dating this person? You know, how was the relationship? How serious was it, right? Because see, you've been dating for six months, even a year, or even less. Three months ago is not a lot of time, right? That's like 12 weeks. You're not going to heal immediately. And that's okay. Now, I hope you feel slightly better, Right? I mean, one thing to know is if you're crying every single day from three months ago, right, then maybe we should, you know, get some support on that, right? Like maybe that's a different problem. But if you're if you're just like, okay, I cried a lot, but I'm still feeling hurt, that's different. I think that's so normal. And a part of why, what I would do is ask yourself, what am I really crying about? Am I crying about losing this person, losing him or her? Or am I crying about something deeper? Like maybe... It's more that you thought they were one type of person and then they change and you're you're crying over someone changing, right? Because there's a huge difference, right? Because like I think when you mourn the loss of someone, it could be you can like glamify the experience you had with them. You're like, oh my God, me and Johnny were like so great. And you're mourning and you're crying. But in reality, you should question like, why did it not work? Well, maybe Johnny wasn't putting enough time into the relationship, yada yada yada, right? So I think you should heal by doing two things, giving yourself the patience, okay, that's totally normal, and two, writing down, like, write down, like, write a letter to Johnny, or whoever you're dating, but don't actually send it, but write everything in the relationship you feel, right, the good, the bad, everything, but see the relationship as truly, truly neutral, okay, and then wait a week and read it to yourself, and you're gonna see how, yes, the relationship is great, but there's also shitty moments, right? And now you can grow from that. And healing will take a long time. And that's okay. But keep acknowledging that first, it's hard. And second of all, you know, 
don't romanticize it. Like really figure out, like be honest with yourself. How was this relationship? Okay, next question. Do you prefer high profile guys, status money, or more low key under the radar guys? That's actually really, this is a really good question because I think for anyone who's an influencer or entrepreneur, you know, I've been with friends that date people that are in the same breed. I know this is really cringy, but like, you know, I've seen people who are entrepreneurs date other founders. Um, I've also seen entrepreneurs date like high school, like friends, you know, like people that are just in school, which I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying like, they don't want their significant other to do anything with their work. So personally for me, I have dated people that were lower profile um, in terms of like maybe just graduating high school or college. Um, You know, I I think that for me in those experiences, I don't prefer that relationship. For me, I need someone who doesn't have to be an influencer. Actually, my current significant other is no, doesn't even have like over 500 followers on Instagram and doesn't even know who Charlie D'Amelio is, okay? Like, I don't need someone to be famous. I just need someone to be ambitious and have a career. So if that makes me someone that wants someone with money, then that might be it. And I think a part of it is just because I have learned this through a long time of therapy that I am giving a lot. My whole job and career personally has been around, you know, having a lot of responsibilities, paying a team, growing a company. For once, I want to be taken care of. Like, that's actually how I see a relationship. And I don't need someone to literally buy me everything. But for once, I want to be able to trust someone with, like, conversations around money and who can understand. And, and that does come with, you know, higher profile. I don't know, though. I So one of my best friends, I was dating, like, a college someone in college and he's a really high profile entrepreneur and I'm always curious about that dynamic because I'm like huh like personally for me that doesn't work but I think for other people it's like you want someone who has nothing to do with your work because you just want to turn off your brain and that is actually something I value and I I do understand um so you know I think that it really depends on what you're looking for if you're looking for someone where you can turn off your brain with it might be better to pick someone in a different career for me, I'm looking someone who I can trust and almost I can feel like I can be taken care of. And a part of being taken care of is having respect for someone, right? It's hard to allow someone to take care of me if I don't think they're capable of taking care of me. Does that make any sense? I will, hopefully, if this episode you guys like, um, I might go over a story time of a guy I dated who was in college, but literally... I was his sugar mommy at one point because I like wanted to be taken care of by someone, but instead I was just taking care of this person and literally just became their mom. And that was an awful experience and I will never do that again. Okay. Okay. Next question. Spill the tea on your relationship, please. (laughs) Um, I mean, I'm keeping this really private, this relationship I'm in right now. I'm trying to keep it private because, um, I've been in a, another relationship where I didn't keep my relationship private and it went awful because the person I was dating hated being on camera. So I'm just being really intentional with this relationship. So not much to say, girl. I wish I could spill more tea, but maybe more to come soon if you guys stick along. What are some qualities you look for in your potential partner? I first 
align most with someone who is a good person who has morals. Um, I don't do well with people who are super successful if they're assholes. I have a really low tolerance for assholes. The next thing I look for is someone in my same career or aligned vision. So right now I'm, I like, I've been on a lot of crypto dates, okay? That's what I like. And I'm a busy person, so I don't really have time to date people who are not in my same industry because uh, it's a lot of work. Third, um, I look for somebody who allows me to talk. I don't know how to explain it, but not a lot of people listen, uh, like truly listen. And I think I have a therapist, so I don't need someone to heal me. I just need someone to listen to me and understand and help me help me work through the things I'm going through. Um, so I need a safe space. Like I need to feel safe enough to like express how I feel. Um, so someone who's a good listener. And lastly, someone who's funny. Like I want someone to be extremely smart and nerdy, but be as dumb, like be a dumb person as well. Like be just super funny. Someone I can just be myself and feel like a kid again. And just someone who makes me laugh. Thoughts on a long distance relationship. So a long distance relationship only works if you've been dating them for like a long time prior. I don't think if only if you've been dating them for like a few months, it will be healthy to be in a long distance relationship. Now, I know there's exceptions. Everyone's going to be like, but Jade, my parents did not see each other for five years. And now they're to, like, okay, yes. But I'm just talking about like the average 20 to 25 year old, right? <laughs> or like if you're in school still as well. Um, there are so many other options. That's my only thing. Like, uh, unless it's someone you've been dating for like years, then that's a different story. But if you're just knowing someone and they moved, like there are so many more options, queen. Uh, it's not worth it. I, I think it's also like, what type of support do you need? Um, if you're someone who needs physical attention and physical like feelings and 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 that is a huge need. And if your partner and you can't meet that, you might have to go different ways. I will say this. Me and my current partner are dealing right now with a level of short distance like relationship. Like basically, I travel a bunch and he's also really busy with work. So sometimes in a month, I'll be gone for two weeks. Um, and, you know, we see each other for the rest of the time. So... In a weird way, I actually love the time we spend apart. Not because I'm sick of him, but it's because I think distance is healthy in a relationship, moderately. And every person is different. You know, moderate can mean once a month. For me, it means once a week. Like, you know, I think you have to be honest. Like, what are you looking for and what do you need? Um, but if you're literally, like, if the, if the girl's in, like, Paris and you're in, like, Washington and you're not in a job where you can get up and travel to see her every month yeah like that's an issue there's so many circumstances like if you have, do you have the money to see them like a lot then yeah that's fine so it's really just about like in my experience i think it's really dependent on what do you need do you have money to see them and do they have money to see you i think those are the factors i would ask before committing to a long-term relationship another thing as well is time apart. Now, there's another argument that's like distance makes the love grow fonder, right? Distance makes the love grow fonder. Yeah. 
And I truly believe that. Like when you are 24-7 living with someone, right? Like I would say the opposite of that is like, don't live with someone immediately. And a reason of that is like, you need to feel in a relationship. You need to feel whole. Like remember in the beginning I said, you should not be in a relationship if you need to be in a relationship. Well, you also should not always need to be around a person once you are in a relationship. And why is that? Well, let me tell you this while I take a sip of my coffee. If you get your source of confidence and value from a single person, that makes you extremely fragile. What if this person is stressed one day at work and blows up on you? It doesn't mean he doesn't love you. It means he, you can't, he can't really physically give what you need right now. Spending time apart forces you to give yourself the validation you need. You know, I made a podcast about this, but like hang out with your friends still. Don't abandon your friend group. Um, travel apart. Like I, I have a career where I travel quite a bit, so I take advantage of that. And it's super helpful. Like last week I was in Portugal and I couldn't see my boyfriend for a week and I missed him a lot, but it was super helpful because I was able to come back and tell him all the stories of my trips. He also told me everything he was doing. And it really does like the distance does grow bigger with more distance. Wait, what? <laughs> the love does grow more. Um, now I think there's an extreme to this. Like if you don't see them for months, yeah. There's going to be, you know, an issue. <laughs> but embrace, you know, periods of your life where you might not see them. And if you do see them every day because of school or something, make an effort to hang out with other friends still. So you can get your validation and value from more than just one person. And it doesn't have to be you have to hang out with a bunch of people. It's like, why don't you just for one night do an arts and craft night with just yourself, right? Like, make something for yourself to make you feel good about yourself okay i'm gonna do a few more questions because i've been meeting soon is it wrong to have feelings for someone that is already in a relationship all right i'm gonna take a very practical approach to this there's a difference (laughs) between having a little crush on someone and pursuing someone who's in a committed relationship I think it's innocent to have a crush on someone. If you have feelings for someone, AKA you just think they're attractive. You think they're so cool, but you don't do anything. Dope. Like that's human nature. Okay. You can't control the way you feel. Like that's fine. Now, if you are in a like pursuing mode where you're literally trying to pry, like you Don't stop at the physical attraction. You do verbal things. You touch this person. Okay, yeah. Sit down, buckaroo. That's not a good idea. Um, And also, it's one thing where like, and me and my boyfriend talk about this a lot, but it's like, what are you comfortable with, right? Like, me and my partner are really communicative on boundaries. And one day I told him, you know, hey, this guy's flirting with me at a party. I just want to let you know that um, this is happening. And he was telling me, you know what, Jay, thanks for telling me, but I have a lot of trust in our relationship. I'm not worried about a guy flirting with you. I'm like, what the fuck? Right? Because I think and I've been in relationships where the guy is like, no, like you cannot talk to other people. But I think when you grow up, it's like, 
especially with being a creator, you talk to a bunch of people, right? And if the if the immediate thing you do in a conversation is like, I have a boyfriend, like sometimes I can put up walls. And I'm not saying you should go out there and tell everyone you're single when you're not. <laughs> I'm not saying that, but it's like, if you're in a comfortable, secure relationship and you have a crush on somebody and at least you communicate that and you're not going any farther than that, I think it's totally normal and fine. Um, now it's also something where if you are in a committed relationship, right, and you have feelings for someone else and it's, it doesn't stop, like you're like really liking someone else. Think about it this way. It might not be you like someone else, but you're also trying to get out of a relationship. Like, look at it that way. Like, are you happy? Because a lot of the times when we're seeking for other partners, it's not necessarily we like them. It's like we want an excuse to get out of a current situation and really look internally for that. That's what I would do. All right. Um, next question. Sorry, I just got a Slack message from my team. I just want to make sure no one's yelling at me. Okay. Rikuchi, Rikuchi. Next question. How does starting a relationship while working hard for your new business go together? Oh my God. This is such a good question. And I wish I had a really good answer for it, but I'll try. So I think that for me, I work a lot, but I also have intentional time before bed where I don't want to work. And that time is usually 7 to 9 p.m. I think that is a great space for me to have time, put an effort into the relationship. Um, And I think that's the way I approach it. Like I do everything in my power to do my work, but I know that from 7 to 9, I don't want to work. And I put in, you know, time to get dinner with my partner, uh, hang out with him, go surfing maybe. Um, and that's the way I approach it. It's like not about having a lot of time, but making the most of what the time you do have. Another thing for me is when I really like someone, it's not really hard to prioritize them. Um, so even if I am busy seven to nine, like I'm, it's not hard for me to make an effort to make it work. You know, um, and this goes again, like I had a, I'm currently in a relationship where my significant other is also super busy and I invited him to a trip, uh, last month for a video shoot in San Diego for a brand. And I knew he literally had a flight the next day. He, you know, he's super busy in his company and this boy literally made a trip with me and yes, he was doing work on the way. Yes, we were kind of both busy, but he made it work. So I think that you have to ask yourself, like, how much does this relationship truly matter to you? Um, but at the same time, like, sometimes you get what you get. Sometimes you can't always have a full day together having fun. Maybe you have to do some work and that's okay too. Um, I also think that sometimes the more effort you put into a work day, makes your relationship stronger because the way you feel about yourself and your career is reflected on your partner. And if you feel shitty about your work, it might not be a good idea to hang out with them, right? Think about it, right? Like if you're in a pissy ass mood and you're not going to be able to give, might be able, might be better just to sleep it off, right? And it's hard not to take it personally. It's hard when your partner maybe does this to you, but understand it's probably for the better. Now, hopefully you're in a relationship where you guys can talk through the through these things, but unless you have a therapist 
that you've been seeing for years, it's not easy to communicate when you're stressed. It's not easy to be like, hey, babe, I'm stressed at work and I need some time. You know, like that takes a lot of emotional maturity. So if you're dealing with someone who's like really busy, give them a little bit of the time and day to be like, okay, it's really hard to communicate these feelings. I'm not going to expect him or her to always update me every minute, right? But I also think it's important to voice it. Like if you're in a relationship where this person is really not communicating, he's like, or she, or whatever, (laughs) no non-binary identifier, um, this person is just like, being so not communicative, they're ghosting you. Yeah, speak up. Be like, boy, I know you're busy, but let's let's talk, okay? I need I need my needs met. Um, so then again, it's about what your what are your needs, you know? Okay. Next question: Does it count as cheating if he has a girlfriend, but he calls me baby and calls me every night? Okay. So I'm assuming you're talking to someone who has a girlfriend. And the guy who has a girlfriend is calling you baby and calls you every night. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think this is cheating. I, I, I totally think it is, you know? I mean, if him and his girlfriend are in an open relationship, that's fine. But I don't think so. Based on this, based on, like, if you have to ask, it, it might be cheating. Now, it depends on what type of person you are, you know? If you are you know, morally okay with that, then I guess to each their own. But personally for me, I would be very uncomfortable for the girl, for anybody. I would say fuck this guy because even if he ditches you, uh, sorry, ditches his girlfriend for you, he's going to do that to you. He's a serial fucking cheater. Um, so yeah, call, call him out for that. Like I said, it's different if it's like, you're at a party, you see a guy, and maybe you're like flirting a little bit, dancing, but you don't grab his number. You don't talk to him after. It's a one-time occurrence, right? Like, and obviously you guys don't like hook up and you guys don't kiss, obviously. Like if it's just a verbal, like, I think you're cool, you think I'm cool, and we leave it at that, then that's not cheating. But if it's every single night this boy's ringing up your line, yo, this guy doesn't want to be in a relationship. This guy wants to be single. Guys, I have to go to a meeting, but this was really fun. Let me know if you guys like this and we'll do more relationship podcasts. But until then, leave a five-star review, DM me any questions, tweet me your thoughts, and I hope you guys enjoy. All right. Love you.